I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at a Nest. Justin. What's up, man? Dude, season seven was rough in the year of the 19. It's such a relief just to catch some rays out here in Panama City with a mega slice of jerk chicken, jalapeno, and uh, pineapple pizza. Am I right? Yeah, man. It's years. You're so right. I said we'd take some time off before starting on season eight. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, April's report is about to start. Much more than just a series of small, isolated incidents, it's now apparent that an organized criminal element is at work. And at the moment, business is good. Dude, it's Shredder. Oh no! Two dudes. I'm taking April along with Manhattan Island. If you want them back, come and get them. Or you guys could just discuss TMNT3, the Manhattan Project for the NES. It was a 1992 release by Konami, with exceptionally good music and gameplay mechanics that really showcased what the NES could do at the time. Whichever's more convenient for you. <laughs> what a jerk. Uh, hey, J- hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, I'm thinking we might need some backup. What are you thinking? Uh, do we have to share our pizza with them? Uh, no, of course not. Um, hey, I've still got this old scepter thing. I, I hope it still works. Wait. You've been carrying that thing around the whole time? Never leave home without it, dude. Anyway, here goes nothing. I call Donnie. No way, Hosehead. You always get Donnie. I do not. Well, I'll tell you what. You play as Donnie this round, and I'll wait around for the pizza guy. He's got 30 seconds. Wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late- Hey, what is that? Dude, it's our scepter. It hasn't lit up in years. Wait, that can only mean- The two dudes back on Earth need our help? You think about what I'm thinking? We have to share our pizza with them. Of course not, but this time, let's travel interdimensionally with style. It's time to break our prototype jet-powered surfboards. You in? Cowabunga! Cowabunga! Dudes, so glad to have some help. Got the Turtle Flakes boys. It's been too long. Yeah. yeah. It's been too long. Way too long. Uh, all right. Well, tonight we're talking about TMNT3, the Manhattan Project. The latest in the series of Ninja Turtles video games on the NES. Awesome. Yeah, we had you guys on for the first game. We had, I think, at least Rob, for sure. Did Josh, did you join us on the second one? I think so. Or did we get imposter Josh on that one? Would he keep talking Wait. about uh, Power Rangers? Oh, if there was a lot yeah. of Power Rangers Josh, talk, yeah. then it was the other one. Yeah, imposter Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember, but uh, it's definitely awesome to be back on with you guys. Uh, been loving the show, and... Um, Really glad to be able to join you, and we're we're kind of starting Turtle Flakes back up, so 
yeah, um, we got sucked into Dimension X. We missed all of 2020, so you guys will have to fill us in. I mean, uh, I'm sure it was a great year. We just we've been in Dimension X, hanging out with the Neutrinos the whole time, and uh, working at Ninja Pizza. So what did we miss? I'm sure it was an yeah, amazing year. About that Nothing 2020. Much. Yeah, not that much. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. move on to twenty one. Best year ever. Actually, yeah. speaking of, this is twenty twenty one. This is our first episode of twenty twenty one, and uh, I'm excited. It's gonna be season eight. It's gonna be the best season ever. Maybe the fewest episodes we ever release in a season. We'll see. No. <laughs> Surely not. We're on a we're on a we're on a good downward trend. So don't call you Shirley. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I say we get right into it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Justin, do you have some historical tidbits and trivia? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. Not only do I have tidbits and trivia, but I have it in the form in a special format. The format of a quiz game. Yes! Okay. Nice. I really want to know what that scream is at the end. <laughs> I think it's somebody going, hey! I, yeah, that's what hey. I always heard in my head. I thought, I thought it was a turtle that, you know, his, his nerves were so wired up at the end of the level, he just vomits, and that's him going, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what it is for me now. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets done. He just throws up everywhere. Okay, quiz game. Everybody knows how the quiz game works by now, I believe. But there will be five questions, um, and each question will have four multiple choice answers. You could ring in at any time if you think you know the answer. You can ring in before the the answer choices are even read. Um, you ring in by saying your name. Is everybody ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Question number one. This title, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Manhattan Project, was released several months earlier in Japan, actually in December of 1991, when it was released in the U.S. in February of 1992. However, in Japan, it was released under a different name. What was that name? Josh. Josh? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? That is correct. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Manhattan Project in Japan because the original was not released under the name Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it was actually just the first uh, or the second game uh, released in the series. Oh, nice job, Jose. Yeah, good job. All right. Question: Is it Rob and Josh versus me, or is every man for themselves? I was going every man for himself. Yeah, and whoever wins gets to uh, eat the uh, largest amount of pizza. Pizza, yeah. All right. Because I know you get to there. All right. By the time this game was uh, being developed, the original designers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two were actually already working on titles for Super Nintendo. So the team, so the so the development went to a new team that went by the name of Ku Nuru Asabu, which in Japanese translate to what in in English? Is it A. Run, fight, win? Is it B. Eat, sleep, and play? 
Is it C, eat, sleep, and work? Or is it D, run, dash, and sprint? Josh? Josh. I'm going to go with C. Not C. <sighs> Mike? Uh-huh. I'm going with A. It is not run, fight, and win. Rob! Rob? <laughs> I'll go with B. B. B is correct. Yes! Sleep <laughs> and play was the real, the name of the group that uh, worked on the development of this game. I thought the translation was going to be B-Squad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. So we've got Josh with a point, Rob with a point, Mike with a goose egg. Three. The... Only person to work on both games in regards to development was a man by the name of Masaki Kishimoto. What role did he play Mike. on developing? Uh, Mike. Music. What role did he play on developing the arcade game? Was it A, visual program? <laughs> B, director. I Okay. Here's the deal. I should have I should have said excluding the music because the composers were the same. So uh-huh. thank you. That was unfair. Okay. That was unfair. <laughs> of course. Unfair questions for me. So the so he was only in the development of the game. I tried to say it with the development of the game, but I should have specified <laughs> excluding the music. But what role so Mike, you're back in. Okay. I'll, I'll put you back in. What role did he play? on developing the arcade game. Was it A, visual programmer, B, director, C, assistant developer, or D, art director? Mike. Mike? Art developer. No. Okay. Still got <laughs> it Rob. wrong. Rob. I'll say, I'll say C, the assistant. Nope. Oh, assistant sorry. to the regional manager. Assistant <laughs> to the Josh. Josh. What, what Josh, I have left. <laughs> you have visual programmer or director. I'm gonna go with director. No. Uh, oh. oh. Nobody gets the points there. He was the visual programmer, and he came back and worked on this game as well. All right, so we still got one for Josh, one for Rob, and no, nothing for Mike. He even answered that question wrong twice. <laughs> <laughs> this Man. game was this game was advertised in many European PN, uh, gaming magazines, but was actually never released. According to those advertisements, when was the game supposed to be released in Europe? Was it A, summer of 1992? B, spring of 1992, C, winter of 1992, or Mike. D, the summer of 93. Mike? I'm going to say winter of 92. That is incorrect. Oh, my gosh. So we got Rob, summer 93. Go ahead, Rob. I'll say D. D, summer 93. Nope, that's also incorrect. Oh. <laughs> All right, Josh, I got... What are my two options? Let's see if I can be... Summer of 92 or spring of 92? I'm going to go... I'm feeling spring. Let's go spring. Well, that one was actually summer of 92 was what it was. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, Do we have any it's... listeners left after that? Yeah, they're all just. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it was actually never. It was never released. Okay, this one I know you all three are going to know the answer to this one because it this has nothing to do with the development of this game. But it's Ninja Turtles. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Se- two, the Secret of the Ooze, Shredder meets Toka and Reza for the first time. Out of frustration for their behavior, he runs out and screams, Rob. what? Rob. Uh, <laughs> babies. They're babies. babies. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. One of the best cinematic. They're babies. <laughs> one of the cin- best cinematic moments. I love it. I don't know what it, why it's so funny to me, but I love it. Oh, nice voice. <laughs> They're babies. <laughs> All right. Well, Rob wins. That was right. the win. Right. I'll share my pizza with you. Josh gets on the podium on second place. Mike, I can't even put you on the podium with no points. But anyway, I feel like, Mike, you're going to have some good story about when and where you got this game. Yes. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. I do actually have a good story this time. I think Rob probably does too, and I'm sure everybody's got a good story about this game, should they have it. But for me, this one goes back to, I don't know, I guess it came out in 92, right? So I was, Mm -hmm. mm, how old was I? Like eight, nine years old maybe by the time I got it? seven when it came mm-hmm. out so i probably eight but anyways around that age i got some like really serious strip throat thing i don't even know what it was probably like the mumps or the measles i don't know i had, I had the shot so it's probably not that <laughs> it was something where my neck swole up and i could small not move pox. no it wasn't smallpox yeah polio no i don't know something like that Mama? i should have asked my mom what it was i think it was strep though. was it oh strep okay i think it was like a serious version of strep where like my neck swole up and i couldn't move Anyways, I was, a goiter. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny now that I'm alive, right? But what if I would have died, Josh? <laughs> Anyways, I was trapped in my room, in my bed, and I could not move my head. So my uh, grandfather, whom I called Granddaddy, because it's the South, uh, and he went out and knew, knowing that I couldn't get out of bed, went out and bought me an NES game, and it was this game. So wow. and he came over and he played it with me. And I, I, this is such a good memory. You know, I always have that memory. Well, so that's, what, that's how I got this game. You were faking sex just so you can get the game, weren't you? I would have yes. done the same thing. Would have been worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I wish I would have. I should have asked my mom what that, what that sickness was. This kid have been strep though, right? Maybe it could have been. No, yeah, it could have been strep. I mean, Strep's pretty common yeah. for kids. Yeah. But strep though seems so minor, because in my head it seems so major, you know. It could have been mono, maybe I don't know, but that's usually like longer term. Term like I just yeah. remember not being able to move my head, like I <laughs> couldn't turn left or right. As hmm. basically just stuck in one position. That's crazy, Justin. You're the doctor. What the heck did I have? Um, mumps. Mumps. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my story. Rob or Josh or Justin, do you have a story about how you got this game? 
Yeah. Um, uh, mine's not like a major story or anything like that, but I do really remember this game really striking a chord with me. Um, we, I was at a pool party, and this was, I guess, right around the time the game came out. And uh, my buddy, like, once we get out of the pool and everything, it's an awesome summer day. And I remember he opens up his presents, and Turtles 3 is one of the gifts. And I didn't even know there was a Turtles 3 game because the first game I got in my lineup, I think, the first three games was Mario 3, Batman, and Turtles 2. I thought there were only two Turtles games. So when I see that game, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got to go up there and play it right now, even though it wasn't my birthday. I was trying to call the shots. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, we got to go. We got to go. So uh, we go up there, and uh, we ha- I remember we were eating our – or we were having our birthday cake and Ecto coolers, and we played Turtles 3 on these beanbag chairs. And my buddies – now, we've all probably had a friend that had, like, the coolest room, you know, with all these awesome posters and great toys and video games. I wasn't one of those kids growing up, but I had friends like that. And I just remember us all trying to beat Turtles 3 that that day. And I loved the game so much that I begged my parents to get it, but they made me wait until Christmas. And even then, Mm. I didn't get it for for my parents for Christmas. But my uncle surprised me later that Christmas evening with the game. But I did get a Sega Genesis that Christmas. So, uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. I I forgot where I was. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, so that was just my story. And, and this game, you know, I know we're going to get into it, but it's such, I mean, I actually, I want to ask you guys a question about this. So keep this in your back pocket for the show. I just listened to your $177 episode, which was awesome. I wonder if now that we're covering this game, if this would have made your, your list as your Turtles game. So uh, I know it's a little bit more on the pricey side. Uh, I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks. But I'm not sure. I haven't checked recently but uh rob we have a segment where we release that information Uh, oh okay there's my story there's my story and i'm sticking to it all right so uh i have a story as well um so i did not play this game when it was when it was new uh as a kid so it came out in what 91 so i was probably also playing um that other 16-bit console uh, which we had got for Christmas and had kind of moved on to 16-bit stuff for the most part because it was new hey, and exciting. <laughs> but um, uh, probably maybe about 10 years ago or so, well, probably longer than that, 10 or 15 years ago, I started collecting again. And um, before I was really collecting, I was kind of buying stuff, fixing NESs and reselling them. So I'd replace the 72 pin connector and resell them to make some extra money to buy more games. So... I was trying to pick up as many NES as I, as I could and get them fixed, <clears throat> and as well as uh, Mario Duck Hunt because everyone wants that. And the store nearby always had those for like a dollar or two fifty. So I would just like clear them out every time I had Mario Duck Hunt. I would buy all of them, and then I would test them before I go to sell the systems. And uh, there's one day I was clean, cleaning games and systems. I clean up Mario Duck Hunt. I stick it in, and Turtles Three boots up. I was like, "What is this? This is awesome!" <laughs> I was like super excited. I was like, "What is going on here?" So sure enough, um, I checked it out and somebody, some kid probably back in the day, uh, probably ripped off a rental place and they opened up their, nice. their, uh, they opened up the game and swapped the, uh, swapped the game boards out <laughs> and somebody, <laughs> somebody, uh, took turtles three and swapped it out for Mario. That's so, a crafty uh, kid. I would have just swapped yeah, the Yeah, it is a crafty kid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, 
It's pretty crazy. Um, and I guess that kind of speaks to uh, the quality of the game. If you're willing to give up Duck Hunt and Mario for this, that's that's pretty huge. So um, so I ended up, uh, you know, what was that? Two for one. Two for one. That's right. Um, so and that was actually I think that may have been the first time that I had played it. Um, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I wasn't really, I was probably aware that it existed, but never played it. And, um, I ended up, uh, I just liked the story and the excitement of finding it that way. So, um, I ended up getting a reproduction label somewhere and, uh, cleaning it off and putting it on the cartridge. So, um, it's technically the real game, but I have a reproduction label. So that was kind of a fun, uh, fun way to get the game. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Awesome. You should just left the old label on there and just wrote in big magic marker. GMNT3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say this is probably the last game I got for the, the NES when I was a kid. Because I think at this point, just like you guys, I was already on the 16, 16-bit. Um, but I did end up getting this game later. I don't think I got it anywhere near the release. Um but I did get this. this. was kind of a game that I bought, went back and bought for the NES, even though I had uh, the Super Nintendo and and that other thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I did play this as a kid, but it was def it was the last. I mean, of the of the NES games that I that I actually got. So I guess I was the only one that was the holdout for the 16-bit. It sounds like all you guys had systems a lot sooner than I did. Uh, I did end up with a uh, 16-bit system, but, uh, you know, it was much later, probably like 94 and 95. Well, see, what I did is I bought that system you can bleep out. Um <laughs> And then within like two, I think I got that like in the fall. I like saved up my money and bought that. And then as soon as I got money for Christmas, I went and bought the Super Nintendo because I was like, ah, this is garbage. Oh, <laughs> give me the, give me the real stuff. You guys are hurting me. <laughs> yeah, we got I we got the Sega Genesis for Christmas. Our oh, neighbors had the get to my bottle. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, our neighbors had one, but they had the Model One. And then uh, it was like it was probably Christmas. I'm guessing ninety or ninety one. That there was a box under the tree that had all three of our names on it. So we knew it had to be the big gift, but we knew the box was too small to be a game system. So we were like, we really wanted to know what it was. And then when we found out what it was, that was the first time we saw the Model Two and knew that it could be that small. We were blown away. It was really cool. And then <laughs> nice. uh, we got we did get the the Super Nintendo. I don't think it was. We got it with a Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World pack. So that was like, I'm guessing that was maybe like 92 or 93, because I don't think they did that pack in until a little bit later. Hey, I'll tell you, this is, I will mention the system this time, but uh, the Sega Genesis, I, this will tell you how much I love the Sega Genesis. I s- traded my Sega Genesis to Crabman for an SNES with busted sound chip. It didn't work. None of the sound worked, but <laughs> I wanted to play the SNES games because the set game sucked. Wow. So Crabman so got my set and I got his, I got his SNES. I, I thought the uh, sound chip was broken on mine, but because uh, everything sounded like dying cats, but apparently that's just oh, the way it's... That, you're all trying to hurt me today. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. 
let's talk about this game. Let's talk about the the Turtles game. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. All right. So, let's talk about it. We like to start off with the manual. But, because I know you all have games, and including myself, but I don't have the manual. Do either of you guys have the manual that you can actually pull out and read? Or am I going to go to PDF? I've got the manual. I do not. Oh, Rob does? I do, I do. I didn't know I had it. I don't even know who gave it to me, but I've, I've got it. Awesome. I was a stupid kid that lost my box and my manual, so... <laughs> oh, I lost mine years ago, but I, I, I think a buddy of mine, maybe my neighbor, he had a bunch of turtle stuff, and uh, there was one time he was cleaning out his old house, and he just gave me a bag full of turtle toys, so I think this happened to be in that bag, so this is definitely not one I took care of, but God bless him. Well, I can't imagine a better person to read us the story of the game than Rob Luther, the, the turtle <laughs> awesome, man himself. Awesome, awesome. Cool, right. cool. All right, so the manual here, uh, I love the artwork of this manual, too. I don't know if you guys got to see some PDFs. It's it's pretty great. Uh, let's see. So page four says, um, will the half shells be washed up on the beach? Sun, sand, surfboards, shredder? Talk about a party pooper. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles try to take a vacation only to have it cut short by Shredder's shadiest sham yet. Boy, I love this alliteration. Yeah, He'll really, stop at nothing for revenge. Ah, no kidding. This time, that, that ice-hearted anti-hero made off with the entire island of Manhattan. His sinister alien ally, Krang, has given him the technology to rip the, the bustling burrow from its <laughs> earthly ties. Just really getting me. With a rumbling earthquake and lift it into the sky. If our holiday heroes... Holiday heroes? Okay. Well, they're on uh, holiday. Oh, on true. Holiday. Yeah, makes sense. Sorry, it took me a sec. Uh, if our holiday heroes ever want to see April O'Neil and the Big Apple in one piece again... They've got to burn rubber and get back home. So, oh man, Walt Whitman wrote that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burn some dust, eat my rubber. <laughs> oh, it looks nice. like the uh, it looks like the cover, the front and the back actually have color too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's kind of an oddity in the uh, NES manual era, and there's a lot of color in inside too. And there's like a Triceraton on there with like, he's got like the uh, Crocodile Dundee knife. But, uh, <laughs> he does. Yeah, we'll Which talk about Triceraton in a minute. Never makes... Oh yeah, go ahead. But I was going to say, I didn't remember seeing that guy. Is it just because yeah. I'm no. not very good and didn't make it very far? Uh, no, 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 I don't think they're in the game. No, I don't think okay. so. Well, I was reading something, and maybe you guys, I, I just don't see it. Maybe it was just wrong, but I was reading something the other day about this, the artwork on the game um, that uh, had other characters that didn't, and I, I guess Triceraton, but I don't see any other characters that aren't in the game. Um, oh, man. Nah. Yeah, the only other thing I really see is Mauser's. It's funny, uh, if you actually, now this is, I'm looking at the card right now, if you actually look all the way on the left, on the, uh, right beside the Triceraton's left shoulder, you see a dude with a hockey mask. I mean, it is tiny. There's Casey Jones. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I see it, yeah. It's like right, right on the edge, almost on the margin of the artwork uh, by his shoulder. So that, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, one kid like, hey, Casey's supposed to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> 
There are a lot of foot soldiers in the background, too. No kidding. Yeah. By the way, love the artwork, man. So good. I always try to figure out who drew that. Um, I'm sure it was one of the Mirage artists or something from the comic books. But some of the information about that is like kind of conflicting. So I, I don't really know for sure who, who did the artwork here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely looks like the comic book, though. Oh, yeah. I, and I loved it so much, I actually got a giant um, poster of it in my garage. I'm looking at it right now. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's actually color screenshots, too. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a lot of color in this. So spared no expense. That's a great manual. Mm-hmm. That's a great yeah, manual. spared no expense. One of the best. I was just going to say, I like how on the controls, it's Splinter showing you how to how to play the game. That's right. The master. Let me show you how to play this. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Mike? Oh, I was just going to, I was the one to get, I was going to get in the meat of the game, you know? Yeah, go ahead. Game talk here. And so well, I'll always like to start with memories from the childhood. And Josh, you may not be able to chime in too much there, but uh, Rob and Justin can. And I just, I just remember it. I always remember being difficult. But it was one of those things that, like, at the time when I was a kid, it didn't not matter. I just I would yeah. play this game over and over and over again, and just get as far as I could, and then it'd be over. Yeah, I, I had the same same thing. Like, I don't remember having any bad times at all playing this game. I was terrible at it, and there'd be times I probably threw my controller. I'm sure, but I it was always when I'd fire back up. And it's funny, I got I got the Sega Genesis that that same year. Sorry, I know. Uh, but uh, (laughs) the same Christmas I get the Turtles game but I would go back and forth I play Sonic and I play Turtles 3 Sonic Turtles 3 that's all I did for months Uh, never got far in Turtles 3 Um, you definitely it's one of those games uh, growing up that I would beg my sister to to play with me because we would always get slightly further (laughs) slightly further (laughs) if uh, Mm -hmm. uh, she did play but golly I think when I was a kid I only got to like scene 4 or 5 and there are eight, and uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, years later, I got a Game Genie, and I beat it. But, you know, honestly, yeah. So, Yeah, so, so I, w- I spent a lot of my time either playing with Neighbor Kid, or like I mentioned, my grandfather played with me a lot. But in his defense, he was older, and he was not very good at video games. Anyways. Yeah, but uh, no, I would just second that. I think that with, uh, uh, or I guess third that, um with this game and both this game and the original uh the first teenage mutant ninja turtles it was a game that i never even got close to beating as a kid but continued to play repetitively um so you know this game is just there's so much fun to it there's so much it just it just doesn't seem to get old mm-hmm. yeah so what are your opinions on it now now that you've grown up and you've got more abilities maybe i feel like i'm Less worse at it yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm much worse at it um i definitely didn't get very far playing it in preparation for the podcast um it's just it's just very i it, it's it's kind of hard it's it's such an arcade game i you know even though this wasn't a, a port but it's just like it's hard to imagine this is an arcade anybody could beat this in one setting and in, in my mind i'm just like sitting here and i ended up going and watching one of those youtube you know where somebody goes through it and just dies goes through it without dying 
And it's just it's just something to watch those guys. They essentially just know where every move is going to be made mm-hmm. because that's how that's the only way they can get through it without dying. Yeah, right. I I, mean, I agree. The game is difficult. I feel like I've gotten worse uh, as I got older as well. But there's something. There's just something about the game. It, def- it definitely feels like it was made eight quarters, but mm-hmm. it's a long game. Uh, yeah. And the difficulty is there, but it's kind of like, I don't mind, I don't mind it as much as I usually do. Maybe it's just cause I like turtles and that, yeah. if it was like random ninja guys or something, I would probably have a different opinion of it. But. <laughs> as a kid, I loved the second level when you're surfing, surfing from My favorite. Key West to New York. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a long Long trip. Yeah, that was my favorite too. That's actually the intro to the Retro Junkie show because I love that scene so much, or that that level so much. Uh, that's the one I, I specifically remembered my first memory playing it. We were sitting on our beanbag chairs, and I remember the surfing stage. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to what you guys are saying as an adult, oh my goodness, I am really bad at it. I got to scene four, maybe, scene five, and I remembered... There was like a strategy I had as a kid, but, you know, like, okay, if I don't lose a life in this particular scene, I can cash in all my high points to, you know, get an extra life and basically prepare for a long run of the game. But as an adult, I just couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely tried to spam the down attack with Leonardo. Anybody that had the longest weapon as possible. Yes, yes. I broke out my turbo controller and just kind of spam that move to get as far as I could. <laughs> but the bosses, the bosses always got me. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I love the attack where you can press down and then A or B and it flips them over you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that one there. Yeah, because yeah, that one didn't take a point off. But if you did the special attack, you know, the A and B at the same time, that took a point of your life off. So, yeah, you had to time, you had to time that, you know, use that wisely. Yeah, I which think, is uh, different than Turtles 2, because Turtles 2, right. you could do that all day long. Right, yeah. So I, I think uh, I only really played it as an adult, but it's definitely really challenging. Um, one thing I like, though, I feel like it's not really cheap. It's sort of, it doesn't like spam you with a ton of enemies, and they're not, it's not that they just take a bunch of damage, but I think it's, um, it's more difficult to evade them hitting you. And they do a really good job of mixing in new types of enemies, which is really cool. And it gets one, yeah, there's like a ton ton of of different enemies. There's a lot of variety in the enemies. That was something I wrote down that is something that's really great. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that makes it so it's not like repetitive, you know, because you don't, it could get boring if you keep dying and having to restart the game, but because it, it varies the levels and the enemies change so frequently, uh, it always gives you something new to look at, which is really cool. Yeah, they yeah never, and it's, I guess it's probably a, a stipulation of the game itself or the NES. They never give you more than one enemy type at once, really, that I can think mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll give you two or three of the same guy. But then the next set of enemies is almost always a different type of enemy. Yeah. Huh. That's funny. I never even noticed that Like until you mentioned it, but you're right. Yeah, they're all color-coded, and they all have like their 
own weapons. My favorite one are the sand foot ninjas. They they have to be like the bottom of the totem pole as far as <laughs> foot ninja training goes. Because <laughs> they're like, hey, grab some sand, throw it at them. Okay, that's all we got. <laughs> Those same colored oh. ninjas eventually turn into like belly flop ninjas. <laughs> and I feel like uh, there's there are enemies in this one that don't don't appear in any other game, like like the ones that carry like the barbell things. Or the, the weights. I don't remember seeing them in any other game. And I really like seeing them throw those big, like, bowling ball things. Like, you always see those, right? And, yeah. like, in this game, you actually see them throwing them, which is pretty sweet. You always wonder and, where they're uh, coming from, right? I know, right? Yeah. Or even what they are or how heavy they are. I don't <laughs> It's so cool that each turtle has their own uh, special attack, too. I mean, that's huge. Like, I was... Like, I was shocked when I realized that. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. It does actually matter which turtle you pick besides just the length of the, the weapon that they use. Um, and they, they're good for different situations, too. That's true. Yeah, I, I even like their their names, too. The Leonardo's Cyclone Sword Spin, Donatello's Knockout Roll, Michelangelo's Kangaroo Kick, and Raphael's Power Drill Attack. I do feel like Donatello and Raphael kind of have the same move, but... Yeah, yeah. they are kind of similar, yeah. I think Raphael's is better for people on the in the air, I guess. But um, I almost feel like I prefer Michelangelo's the the most because sometimes if you're like stuck in a corner, um, Leonardo's isn't that great sometimes because you can't really move while you do it. So if there's like no one around you, it's kind of difficult. Um, but Michelangelo's is nice; it really propels you across the screen, which is cool. It gets you out of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of like an escape and an attack all at once. And Raph's is good too because, like, if your bosses go to charge you, you can actually do that spin move right through them. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't really do that very often because I wasn't very good. But I feel like Leonardo yeah. was really good with with the bosses too for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's cool that like, and I usually don't use special moves when they consume your health in games. I just find it annoying, and I just don't use it because of that. But I found in this game it can be really hard to evade certain enemies. So like if there's an enemy where I know I'm going to get hit anyway, I'll just use it. And at least they die too, you know, and it's, it's more of a strategic use in this game, which is really cool. A little kamikaze move there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I think the special moves, they do feel strategic in this game. Like I can remember picking certain turtles for certain bosses. If I, if I happen to die beforehand, uh, or, yeah, like you said, the scenario where I can't avoid a hit, so I might as well do some damage in the process. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some strategy there. Yeah, and then especially, like, I think um, if if your boss is blinking whenever and you had just enough life, I would go ahead and, uh, you know, cash in all my special attacks and just hit them because if you make it without losing all your life bars or whatever, by the time you get to the next stage, I think it replenishes, doesn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I've got six bars left. I can use it six times. I might make it. And even I think (laughs) typically, like if there's like a mid-boss, like Slash, I think they give you, like in Slash, they give you a pizza right after. So yeah, And by the way, the boss designs, uh, they are awesome. Like the one thing I love about this game is how colorful it is. It, it like even the 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 shades of the turtles like you got your fifty shades of green there you know you, you there's a lot of different shading and and with the bosses as well it's just such a colorful game like you were mentioning slash he looks cooler in the game than he does on the cartoon for me so uh, I mean uh, there's a couple 
Super Shredder uh, as well. Like so many different bosses that just look so good in this game. I think it's it's had a little bit of a facelift between this one and Turtles Two. Yeah, definitely. I, I play. I actually played them back to back. Oh, in yeah. preparation for the show, just to, just because I was curious at some of the changes and stuff. And there's, it's not noticeable if you play one or the other as much, but if you played them close together, you can really tell mm-hmm. there's a huge graphic upgrade between Turtles yeah. 2 and this game. Yeah, this game's almost, you know, you could almost argue it looks almost 16-bit-ish in, in some ways. I mean, um, and they really, of course, this is towards the end of the NES life cycle, but they really pushed it, pushed it to its limits, I think, in this game with all the colors and graphics and the sprites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sprites are large too, and you can tell uh, they definitely pushed it to the limit because there's a lot of flicker at times too, where they've oh yeah they put a lot of enemies on the screen and that kind of thing. I do appreciate this game's approach, whereas they will allow as much flicker to prevent slowdown. You know, because it doesn't really slow down; it just everything disappears sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest moment for me was the guys jumping out of the water in the surf level. I mean, yes. the game just kind of almost crashes at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's the, surprisingly uh, synchronized. Yeah, I noticed the flickering as well. I've actually got the game paused, and I can see it's it's flickering right now. Um, but I think part of the reason the game is so great uh, in terms of graphics, there's definitely a huge upgrade is uh, they, there's a, a mapper chip called the MMC3 that they put into the cartridge to kind of allow you to have more um, more resources, I guess, for the game. And uh, it's, it's interesting. So the flicker is really, it's only if you have so many things in the same horizontal line on your screen. So I think it's like, it's probably five or six sprites on a single horizontal line. And once you cross that, then it has to alternate. And that's where you get the flicker. Um, and it's if you play on certain like um, modern re-implementations of it or in emulators, you can actually um, enable more than the limit, and you don't get the flicker, and it still uh, it still doesn't have the slowdown, which is kind of cool. But um, okay, so yeah. demo mode, you can turn off the flicker basically. Okay. Yeah, depending on your emulator. Yeah, or if you use like um, I have the Mister FPGA, you can do it on there. You might be able to do it on the AVS. I'm not sure, but yeah, the, there's like a, a sprite limit, and um, it was a hardware limitation of the the PPU uh, video chip on the NES. And if you if you're emulating or whatever, you can um, sometimes you can surpass that, which is cool. Um, Dang PPU. That's right. <laughs> PPU too. Well, uh, one other thing I noticed graphics-wise was, um, so at the bottom of the screen while you're playing, uh, it'll have a picture of each of the turtles. But if you die on the continue screen, there's a difference in that. Uh, on the continue screen, it shows the proper color for like their bandanas and stuff. And at the bottom of the screen while you're playing the game, it's always like that orangish color, which is kind of interesting. Um but yeah, I mean the graphics are amazing uh, in terms of the NES. It definitely looks like it would be 16-bit. And I think one of my favorite uh, graphics, I guess, things in the game is the monster truck. When you see Bebop driving by in the monster truck, it just looks yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, that's pretty it's sick. Huge too. It's a lot of colors in that, that monster truck. Like that, that it's really pretty. But he throws those grenades that are like really easy to dodge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I felt like um, uh, Rocksteady, uh, the first boss, 
I felt he looked exactly like he did in the first Turtles game. And I should have thought, like, in that quiz question, when you asked about the graphical programmer um, or who did the same thing, I was like, this has to be the same person. It, it slipped my mind. But if you compare the first arcade game to Turtles 3 Rocksteady, to, in my mind, they look the same. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool that they were able to pull that off. Yeah, it's weird that you, you mentioned, Justin, most of the people are different uh, who made this game. Yeah. Because it's feels so much like it's just like a huge upgrade of turtles too yeah just a better version yeah 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 now so, i don't know about if you guys were the same way i was but um i always felt like this game kind of at the time was a little bit underrated or kind of overshadowed because you had of course turtles 2 uh the iconic turtles 2 arcade game and then r- shortly after this you had turtles in time and this one was kind of like right in the middle of that that time so, like, did you guys feel like uh, I, I would talk to people about this one a lot as a kid, and they're like, oh, I've never even heard of that one. Was yeah, it pretty popular? I, I think I think that happened a lot. Uh, especially, yeah, I, I know I can think about, like, neighbor kids, and they had, they're moving on to Turtles in Time, and kind of, this one kind of got overshadowed by it. I also think, speaking of neighbor kids, I, th- I think neighbor kid was the one that had this argument. He didn't like the location and stuff like the levels like starting on the beach and and some of the locations of this game i think they kind of set turned him off for some reason oh wow see i, I love mean, that weird because i think that's one of the best parts of this game myself but i agree yep yeah it sets it apart apart from the other turtles games it just feels so much different and uh and better and yeah i feel like they didn't advertise this very well because i didn't know it existed as a kid and i think um yeah, Rob, you didn't either. So, like, I I think that's probably why a lot of people didn't get it. They didn't know to ask for it, like, or to look for it. Mm-hmm. it it's interesting it's like how it does. Like they did with the Turtles 2 game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting how they squeezed it in. Like, and this isn't the, I wonder what their thought process of developing or when it was started to be developed. Because Turtles in Time, just looking at the dates... The arcade game was released in March 91, so it was released in the arcade almost a year before this game was released. Oh, wow. And then Turtles in Time was released for the Super Nintendo in August of 92, which is just six months after this game was released for the NES. So it's just like it was just like slid in there at the last second. It was like they had it developed and they just kind of threw it threw it in real real quick. I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just weird that their time so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. So I got a I got a question. Did you guys notice? Or we got to talk a little bit bad about the game. Uh, did you guys notice anything like with the hit detection and stuff? Say, I played demo mode this time because I didn't want to hook up all my stuff. I know that's lazy, <laughs> but I did it. Uh, and I, I had a lot of hit detection things, especially with the rock guys, like the hold the steel girders and stuff. Uh, I noticed there's a lot of issue with, I felt like they weren't hitting me, but they were totally knocking me across the screen. <laughs> Am I alone in that? Uh, the only thing I noticed in terms of hit detection was... I think it's the the stage where you're on like a boat and, you know, they have those guns that are shooting the, the three. They've got like three barrels on them. I'd be like Leonardo and trying to hit that. And I felt like the tip of my sword was hitting the the um, the gun, but it wasn't actually registering a hit. Uh, that was the only thing I noticed. Yeah, I noticed that, too. So I was just I was just yeah. curious if it was. Yeah. 
because I felt like there were multiple moments where there was some like weird hit detection stuff where like the we may have been a pixel or two off and it was just enough to throw me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't ever felt like I got hit when I shouldn't have, but I definitely there were yeah a few instances where I felt like I should have hit them. But them carrying the girders was so cool, wasn't it? That was yeah. like, oh man, that's awesome. And there's even a boss that like mid fight he like rips a pipe uh like yeah. the stage. ground check. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. ground I'm check. Just, yeah. Dude, like crazy. Like this is definitely that's a cool fight. Yeah, yeah. This definitely showcases the Yeah. The level design and just in and the bosses are great just in general because there's there's a lot of variety there you know yeah, it's just really good sure. game design you know because there's some sub bosses like I mentioned Slash earlier who and all the bosses kind of behave differently there's that guy that you just mentioned where he like mid fight pulls the pipe off the wall and just changes the game mm-hmm. uh, and you know there's pizza right after Slash I thought I mentioned that I thought that was a really nice touch because they know you're going to lose some life and he's not even the final <laughs> boss. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Is that question. the only pizza that you guys found? That was the only one I saw. And like, only I, I only got the level five, but yeah, yeah uh, I, I love, I love also how like the design of the level is as far as like, you'll go you know horizontal for a little while, then you go vertical and then halfway through the scene, you'll go on, hop on a ship um, you know, and then of course later on in the game, you're on an elevator stage. I mean, there's so much variance or variety in the actual levels that, that you're in. Um, I think this kind of sets it apart from Turtles 2 in that way too. I mean, and Turtles 2 was great for that, but this one was on another level, I think. Yeah. And I always love how the turtle games use the environment too. Yeah. I mean, that's you. It's not a turtle game until I fall into a sewer and say something funny. <laughs> oh dude that was such a cool animation too isn't it like like their yeah. shell stays up but they fall through yeah like, i actually didn't do that until like i was i'd been playing for a while and i was like i always avoid them just to, like because i know i'm gonna take damage and i was like i gotta see this and i did it I was like that was totally worth a bar <laughs> like it was so cool and the enemies come from all sorts of places too like there might be a van parked in a garage and the door flies open and enemies jump out or yeah I noticed that too. Yeah. Like, like a lot of, they don't just walk off the edge of the screen. A lot of times they'll actually come through doors, which is so cool. Well, it, or, it looked really suspicious when you saw those signs that just said beach. Yeah. You know? the beach <laughs> signs. <laughs> <Just> beach. <laughs> and then they bust out. Yeah. I do have a question about the, about the bridge level though. What happened to all the asphalt and the concrete on the bridge? I mean, it's just gone. <laughs> it's like blown up. Apparently. Apparently. Well, I think the level is titled uh, Brooklyn Bridge is Falling Down, so... Shredder, oh, Shredder's unnatural earthquake had some devastating effects on the bridge, leaving you trembling. Oh. Ah. Okay. Touché. And how, how satisfying is it to throw one of the foot ninjas off the bridge? Oh, that always felt so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rob. Oh, yeah. That's great. You, Rob and throwing people off of things. I well, know. you know how it is. <laughs> Batman, you know, throwing the... The story, though, just in general, speaking of Shredder causing an earthquake, I thought it was pretty cool. It's a little grim because I think it says New York has been destroyed, which yeah. that's kind of drastic. But <laughs> other than that, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, the name confused me. I was like, wait, is, is Shredder building a nuke or something? Because I'm thinking Manhattan Project, like... I was like, what is this? And then, oh, oh, it's actually Manhattan. Okay. He's bringing it home. Uh, we yeah. live in a little close to Oak Ridge here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. 
So we've we've already kind of mentioned the graphics and stuff, but any any parting words about the graphics? Um, I don't gosh. think we really. I mean, I I just want to throw in like I don't know maybe we have mentioned this and I didn't didn't get you, but the backgrounds like there's so many different colorations yeah. and like there's just it just doesn't feel like anything's repeated level after level like it's all just seems new. And there's a lot of yeah. movement in the background too, like mm-hmm. the beach waves coming in. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like that was kind of throwback to Turtles too, with the fire in the bottom of the screen on yeah. the first level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even in the surfing stage, I noticed with the the parallax scrolling, there's actually like three layers. You've got the water. There's like a ridge above the water, and then there's the clouds, and they're all scrolling at different paces. And I was like, wow, that's a lot for the NES. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I love that. There's like a background that you can jump on, and then a foreground you can jump on. And, you know, you're saying about a tribute to the Turtles 2. I think another one that reminded me of Turtles 2 was uh, the sewer pipe stage with Leatherhead. Uh, I think there's a sewer stage in Turtles 2 uh, where you have to fight Mausers and eventually Baxter. So that one definitely reminded me of the, the second game. But then this one kind of adds a bunch of, you know, unique levels too. Like we said, the beach and and uh, I think the Technodrome was in both games, I, I, I think. I think but so. the I don't remember the elevator though in both games. So that's a new one for this no, one. And, and this, new. yeah, and this one feels longer. Is it just me? Like this was a longer game. This felt like a really long beat 'em up, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's what eight scenes, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the scenes are kind of broken up. It makes you feel like there's more because you'll still be on scene two, but it's two different things. It's the water, and then it's the ship that you get on. Right. Yeah, it felt like two different levels, but it was yeah. actually the same one. Yeah. And there's a, you know, there's Manhattan and you end up in the sewer, but that's all the same level. Yeah. Not the sewer, but the subway. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. We haven't also talked about those cutscenes and the graphics. I mean, wow. How do they, how do they even yeah. animate that intro scene, for example, where it falls down to the sewer and stuff? Oh, Dude, it's just yeah. like the original cartoon. Yes. It is absolutely fascinating that they could pull that off. It's criminal we didn't talk about that. It is amazing. Like just seeing that intro with the the streaking lights and stuff, it's it's phenomenal. And the music to go with it, the Oh, so good. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like they were trying to make an arcade game attract screen. It's like we don't even care that you already bought the game. We're going to save it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring like, sit here and watch this and we're just like, wow. Um, yeah, that's amazing. But that's a good transition. Uh, what about the like the music and the sound? I mean, I think the intro, for example, is really pulls cool you in, like you said. But there's also, I mean, there's vocalization in this game. They say cowbunga, mm-hmm. I mean, and the music is all pretty good. I, I better and don't forget the. <laughs> <laughs> the we got uh, Ralph Ralphing. <laughs> Hey, Rob, you already mentioned the second level is like your favorite music, right? I want to just assume oh, it, it, of all time. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, of any genre. Turtle puke. Yeah, I, I love the. There's several tracks I love. I love scene twos. I love. Um, I love the victory music at the very end. I love uh, how the the second to last stage. I listen to the whole soundtrack. Because Lord knows I didn't get all the way to the last stage, but um, the the second to last stage I think sounds a lot like the original cartoon, but they put their own spin on it. 
Um, it's just so, and it's so upbeat, you know, for a beat 'em up, especially that first stage. It's like, yeah, we're having a good time beating up these foot ninjas. No big deal. <laughs> we're going to go surfing later. <laughs> That's just, it's a good time. Yeah, I think that that surfing track definitely it makes you smile every time you hear of it, just because it's so upbeat and it makes you think of the retro junkies. But oh, they nice. nailed it! They nailed it. It does make me think. Um, of retro yeah, <laughs> and it has a lot of the classic Konami sound effects, which are great. They're always really high quality. Um, but yeah, the music's fantastic. Um, it's cool they got the voice samples in there. And by the way, um, speaking of the music, and also sort of the difficulty. Um, do we do we have a game tips section? I don't remember. Oh no! Go ahead. And okay, give us some game tips. So, yeah, so you can enter the Konami code at the main menu, um, and after you hit start to start the game, uh, there'll be an options menu that comes up, and it allows you to choose a music track. So you could just choose a song to listen to, uh, difficulty of the game, the number of lives you have, uh, and it also lets you choose a level, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, if you have, can't really get to the end of the game, um, don't need a game genie, just use the Konami code. You can choose your level and stuff and lives. So, at least try uh, yeah, so it's cool. It really adds to a lot of the replayability of the game. <clears throat> I definitely tried that after I, t- I leading up to the episode, I texted you guys that is there a, is there a cheat code of this game? Cause I need something. And Josh said, <laughs> you could try the Konami code. And I definitely did that so I could play some more levels. Cause I think the furthest I made it on my own was maybe the subway somewhere in there. Maybe it's like scene four, scene five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely had to use the Konami code to try some other levels. <laughs> yeah. My, my buddy, uh, my neighbor, he came over uh, just a couple days ago. I was like, Hey man, let, let's go ahead and see if we can beat turtles three together. So we come over and it, the graphics were looking great for a while. Everything was looking fine. We were like on scene three or four. And we're doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing the pixels starting to form on my screen. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because when you see that, you know it's just a matter of time. You're like, oh, please hold on. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they went away. Like, oh, good in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. And then by the time we got to scene four, all of a sudden, it just froze. And I was like, well, we were on pace to beat the game. Yep. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally going to beat it. But, you know. That's how it goes. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the price rob you tried to mention it earlier uh but justin can you look it up for us can you tell us is this and we'll all discuss is this game worth it so it's it goes between about 25 and 30 bucks uh so we'll say 27.50 to average it out okay i'm kind of surprised because that's i remember it being that price um i did buy myself a copy um at one point, and I think I paid about thirty bucks, um, and that was several years ago. And I know prices have been going up, so I'm surprised it hasn't gone up. Um, I'm also it's going to stay yeah. the same for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised. What we usually run into, you know, on on games, is the later in the life cycle, typically the more expensive they are, or harder to find because they don't make as many copies. Right. But this one doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I would say I say it's worth it. Yeah, me too. Totally. Yeah, I actually did buy one at that price, so I I have to say it's worth it. Um, I think you can a game that's this a beat a beat 'em up that's this good. I'm trying to think of like it's better than Turtles Two, 
I'm trying to think of a side-scrolling beat-em-up that's as good as this, that's like significantly cheaper, and they're really I can't think of one off the top of my head. Because I think River City Ransom is like 30 bucks as well. That's another great one, but yep. like same price. Um Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to also say that it's worth it. And I'll go a step further to say, to answer Rob's question, would I put it on my list? Ah, that'd be tough. I might have to, <laughs> might have to, might have to skim anticipation off. Which would be painful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, we'll have to answer that on the next question, on the next level of course we're gonna have more money to buy at that time i'd probably take off uh ninja turtles 2 i'd probably have to take off another game too as well just price wise but yeah it would be it would be tough not to include it oh nice i was i was hoping you say that (laughs) yeah uh i'm not gonna totally i'm gonna i'm gonna do the side answer like just i'm gonna say you have to wait till next time but uh, i'll say it would be tough not to include it so I have a I have a related answer. When I went to find, I wanted to send you guys a picture of my cartridge today, and I texted you a couple pictures. And I so I've got a box like an old school Nintendo box with like Zelda and stuff on it, where I keep most of my cartridges. I have that box actually. That's the same Do box you? I yeah. had when I was kid. Nice. The leather, black so leather great. looking box. Snake skin. Oh, so yeah, that that one I sent you. I have, I have a big square Zelda one, and then I had this yeah the the ten cart box that you see that yeah. black one. So like I I had a um I have a couple different like handheld NESs that are like emulated or whatever and at one point I loaded up like whenever we would go to visit family it was like a 3 hour drive so I'd load up like okay which games do I want if my wife's going to drive like these are my go to games so like it made my top 10 list of most nice games so so the 10 I'll, games I'll, in that box are your go to games yeah they're pretty much at the time, my top 10, I'll, I'll run down them really quick. So we've got Battletoads, Life Force, Contra, River City Ransom, Rescue Rangers, uh, TMNT3, uh, the original Castlevania, DuckTales, Mega Man 2, and Punch-Out. So I the, think nice. your, your budget would be busted on our... Uh... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are It's harder than that... you think. People, yeah. I'm telling you, there's a link... On Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash bitbrothers. Go, go try it for yourself because it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. I'm so glad that I started collecting like more than 10 years ago because it would be so much more expensive now. Although I guess not turtles, but a lot of the games would be like, it's crazy. Yep. All right. Let's do some retrofit trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. I can only hope that Rob has about 15, because I know he normally <laughs> comes with a lot. I'm slacking today. I've only got seven. Whoa. <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> I've got four, I think. I think I did one for each turtle. Nice. All right. Well, I... Rob, you got to start then, unless you got my oh, yeah, gosh. Okay, okay. I got to channel my inner uh, Miley Cyrus here. They came in like a wrecking ball, and that's surviving <laughs> all the random wrecking Miley? balls in scene three. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was just uncanny. I'm so sorry. 
Oh, do I keep going? Do I keep going? Or do we run I've got four, so. Okay, I've only got two. I can get like all mine out of the way. Okay. Free falling or fly like an eagle. I couldn't decide on which musical reference here, but that's basically launching a foot ninja off the bridge. And then my third one was stone cold, and that's clearing all the stone soldiers without losing a life. And I'll skip one. Let's see. And. Who turned off the life, and that's falling down a sewer? Mouser Derby, that is batting the Mousers out of the tunnel in Stage 5. And playing on a whole new level, and that is getting through the sewer level, or the, uh, I'm sorry, not sewer level, the uh, elevator stage. And then my last one was, uh, we strike hard and fade away into the night. And that's a quote from the original book, and that is actually beating the game. So those are mine. Nice. Nice. Thank you, thank you. Well, I have two. I'll go ahead and just run mine in. Uh, My first one is, as we begin to rock, steady rocking all night (laughs) And that is Beat Rock Steady. That's a really long achievement name. (laughs) (laughs) And then my second one is uh, Stab in the Back, and that is Beat Ground Chuck. Because if you there's this part where he runs at the edge of the screen and he stays like with his back turns to you, you just yep. stab him a bunch of times as Leonardo with your with your katana. So that's my tip. I like. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I got Leo Kebab, and that is stab a foot soldier out of the air in the Ooh. surfboard level. So like as he's jumping, you got to stab him, <laughs> throw him back over your head. That's a Leo Kebab. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, I like that. Batter up is uh, to knock away an enemy projectile with Dante's bow. Ooh. Because you can do that. You can swing and hit the enemy projectiles. Uh, Gymnastic-tastic Mike is finish <laughs> off an enemy by catching him in the air with Michelangelo's special attack. Which nice. I did with Slash. Somehow. Uh, and then uh, drill bit Raph is to finish off a boss by drilling into him as he's running towards you. Nice. 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 All right. I've got a couple. Uh, so first one is Kamikaze, and that's killing yourself by using your last bit of health for a special move. Uh, the back attack is back jack, and that's using Michelangelo's <laughs> kangaroo kick. Um, screwed, which is using Raphael's drill attack, <laughs> and <laughs> and someone call a plumber. <laughs> 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 and uh, the last one's uh, call a plumber, and that's uh, fighting ground chuck uh, when he rips the pipe out of the wall. Nice, I like them. Yep. Uh, Justin, do, all right. Do we have any from Facebook? Uh, we've got a few. Nick DeMarco says the Christmas Luther play through the first level in red oh, flannel Lord. while eating pizza <laughs> and hot wings. <laughs> Nick okay. DeMarco also has the annoying Krang play the game on your knees while yelling in a Krang voice. Shredder, when are you going to make me a body? <laughs> and then Anthony Pig says Razar Edge. Defeat Razar in the Technodrome. I will also say that uh, Chris Vanderhoff commented on there, only if you get Rob Luther on, 
Well, Rob oh, Luther's on. We did our part. Chris did not guys. give us a achievement. <laughs> so, Chris, you're a jerk. All right. So let's uh, let's rate this game. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. How do you guys want to rate this game? I don't know if you guys remember from last time, but we don't really rate it legit. We kind of make up our own thing. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So Is uh, Nick Stevens going to rate it for us? Oh, uh, I'll call him while you guys are figuring out how we're going to rate this. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what yeah. Nick has to think about it. Well, I feel like pizza would be way too on the nose. Um, yeah. yeah, we can't go on what the about... nose. It's got to be like... Would Ninja Weapons be Ninja Weapons? Is that too on the nose? Too on the nose. Think more like on the ear. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Type of tree. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to go with an oak tree. It's a good Mm -hmm. tree. It's dirty. Sturdy. You can make a lot of stuff out of the wood. It's versatile, just like this game. Yeah. You can't have a, you know, what? Where would we be without oak trees? I don't know. We wouldn't have oak trees. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have oak trees. I'm gonna go with dogwood. Oh, uh, because you can get a lot of different kinds of dogwoods. You can get red ones. You can get white ones. They're pretty. So there's variety, and they're pretty. That's like this game. Lots of variety. Lots of beauty. There nice. you go. Mm, it's beautiful. Nice. I am going to go with a red wood because this game stands tall above all other. Oh, oh, well, funny. I can't top that. Yeah. I can't top that. I, I got nothing. I don't know my trees. Um, let's or see. There's a spruce. There's a fir. There's a, I mean, uh, a pecan. Fir, fern, the, the fir trees, tree. they never, uh, they never uh, lose their leaves, right? Right. They're evergreens. Yeah, okay, so I can say, you know what? The the uh, I will compare them to a fir tree because they never lose their appeal. Uh, they they it's aged remarkably well, and uh, yeah, gosh, that was terrible. I kind of sticky. Kind of sticky. It sticks to you. You know, <laughs> this is a game that sticks always sticks to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, Douglas right. fir. I like it. I like it. But there's some good trees. <laughs> All right, let me give a let me give Nick a ring on the slide whistle. What do you got to say, Nick? This is probably gonna be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like probably top oh. ten. Okay. Wow. wow. At least he's consistent. Yeah, that's right. He's got the biggest top ten favorite games collection of anybody I know. <laughs> he does. He's got me beat for sure. All right, so uh, let's check our feedback. Let's see if we got any feedback on Facebook. We got it's some time feedback for on D-patter Facebook. It's feedback, because when you're a D-patter, <laughs> you're a D-patter for life. I heard that, Justin. You're trying to talk over top of stuff. Here, We're, on. you know, it's only the, what, 178th episode. <laughs> My 
might as well just keep talking over every soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> Only the 178th episode. I have no idea when segments are going to be changing and transitioning and what interests in, in you. I can relate. In your defense, I'm sometimes I got it, sometimes I don't. So <laughs> it's probably my fault. All right. Jesse Clever Devell, Videl, uh, sorry, uh, starts us off with just Kip from Napoleon Dynamite, Jeff. Just doing the yes there. Uh, John Simmons says, great game. Graphics, music, and sound are typical Konami high quality. Lots of fun to be had with this one, although I still prefer TNM, TMNT 2 for NES for nostalgic reasons. Um, That's fair. Put that at the end, nostalgic. I get that. Jay Jorgensen says, one of the best games on the NES. I can't believe this day has finally come. Faints from excitement. <laughs> Zach Brooks says easily in my top 20 NES games perhaps even cutting into the top 10 keep in mind I rank my game on fun playable non-RPG games Tyler Jones says dude bro radical <laughs> Anthony Pig says my favorite of the NES turtle games Stephen Michael says this was an excellent follow up to the TN- TNM- TMNT <laughs> to uh the arcade game i enjoy the increased difficulty and awesome setting i don't like that they changed the super attack to damage you though that was an easy way to cheese tmnt too so it's painful when you move to this game it's still a very enjoyable classic though uh jesse uh cleva says uh, i mean the game starts in florida need we say more (laughs) <laughs> Trevor Franklin says, my favorite beat-em-up of all time, better than Streets of Rage 1 through 3. Ooh, wow. 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 Them fighting words for some people. I praise. I praise right there. <laughs> Timmy Mack says, one of the best on the system. Sprites, music, and gameplay are top-notch. Turtle power. And that's it for the fix. Power. All right, well, we got a voicemail, and then I think that'll should round us out. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was about to say, well, too bad, because I'm playing it anyways. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Jay-Z, you didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a tease, to be honest. Maybe he's gonna do it though. at the end. Maybe he's gonna do it at the end. Okay, all right, all right. If he doesn't, though, he's gonna call in next time for the next game and finish at the beginning. Of the Absolutely. Right <laughs> <laughs> Turtles Three Manhattan Project. I remember when I got this game. It's not one of the game conventions uh, that I did uh, that I went to to you know get all the games or whatever. Uh, it was a lot of fun playing it the first time. Me and my friend had a lot of times playing it. I, I don't remember us playing it too much after that, but I, I do remember playing it a few times, and uh, I always thought it was better than the other two games. Obviously, first game's kind of a little obtuse. Uh, second game is more, you know, just a straight beat em up, but this game, I feel like, was the, the perfect uh, formula of all of that, and it's just a really fun game. You know, good music and everything. Um, just really solid, good graphics. I don't know. I just wanted to call in Uh, talk about that because I remember having a good time with this game. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid NES title there. So hopefully you guys liked it. 
talk to you guys in the next uh, podcast. JV out. Dan Rip. Thank you. I did it for you. That's awesome. Thanks, Jay-Z, and uh, appreciate the call. You, too, can leave us a voicemail if you call us at 775-7-RETRO-1, or if you just prefer numbers, we got 775-773-8761. And spoiler, same number. (laughs) 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 All right. That's pretty much it. Uh, But you guys... Shout out! Well, you're going to put this on your feed too, so I guess we both need to shout each other out, right? Yeah. So, you shout yourself first. Okay. Well, uh, Josh and I were a part of a Ninja Turtles podcast called Turtle Flakes. We've been doing it for a couple of years, and uh, we took a little hiatus in 2020 and even part of 2019, I think. But uh, we're back. Uh, who knows for you know how often we're going to get to record, but we're definitely definitely back and talking turtles, obviously, and, and we just really enjoy doing it. It's a family friendly podcast. You can just Google search us, uh, Turtle Flakes podcast. You'll find us on all the feeds, and uh, we'd just be happy to uh, have you guys give us a listen and just love talking turtles, all parts of it, comics, games, movies, all that good stuff. So thanks for letting us come on here. It's always a great time uh, talking turtles with you guys. Oh yeah, we've got one game left. One game, tournament fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Rob, you, I, as well as you said all that, I think you soldiers you guys sell a little short. I mean, you've got basically a guest of every major turtle person has been on yeah. your podcast. Oh, stop! Which is quite the here. accomplishment. Thanks, buddy. We've I got appreciate the, it. We got the voice of Michelangelo, uh, voice of Krang, Kevin Eastman, uh, Jim Lawson. Uh, probably several others, uh, that I don't remember, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So check us out, turtleflakespodcast.com. The whole library of episodes is on there. Tons of them. And yeah, um, some really, really cool interviews. Yeah. And I mean, we had David Crane at once and, uh, he's probably all out bad mouth our podcast. Cease and desist letters don't stop. Coming our way. <laughs> was that just keep going? Playing his blob? Was that is, was that the yeah. episode? Or, okay, I'll get all kinds of takedown notices. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's been very. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I don't remember if I listened to that one, but uh, I'm a huge fan of David Crane, so that's really cool. Yeah, we did interview him long time ago. Before I think before he even knew what a podcast was. Now that he knows, he would never come back on. But yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I met him at CGE 2014 and had him sign my pitfall cartridge. That was really cool. And I think I had him sign a boy in his blob. Uh, amazing. He does amazing work. So really cool. Yeah. I, we really did enjoy Adam on. And yeah. So, and he was very gracious. So, but we're two dudes in an S. We are a game by game Nintendo podcast. We don't go in any order. Uh, usually we just do Patreon picks most of the time, which means people pay us money to cover the game they want to cover yeah so we like it that way you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding uh, we don't know if we just we either cover games we want or just random games you know it don't matter or if, if we have a guest on we let them pick the game usually or which we, we like to cover turtles games because we have turtle flights guys on mm-hmm. but uh, justin tell them where they can find us you can find us on Facebook with the Bit Brothers Gaming Community, um, which is the the group we share with the 
Genesis gems, unfortunately. We're not shouting them out. <laughs> um, but uh, so you can find us there. Um, it's probably the best place to find us and where you'll find a community of, of like-minded people um, that are really into retro games. So come check us out. Yeah. And, and Turtle and Flakes I sh- listeners, I can personally vouch for for these two dudes. Really great episodes. It's funny. It's laid back. A lot like Rob and I. Uh, we've all we've kind of all been friends for years now, and everyone's pretty much the same. Pretty laid back. Nothing too official, but uh, it's just a lot of fun to kind of kick back and uh, hear us goof off a little bit about stuff we like. Yeah, we are also family friendly. Although every now and then we do talk about goose poop. Just poop talk. If you like poop. <laughs> <laughs> not just goose we've been known to talk about dog we've talked about dogs yeah. that's true and, and <laughs> today we had turtle puke so yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you want to find the Bit Brothers Network you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash bitbros as well if you want to for example pay us to cover your game you can also pay the Genesis Jerks to cover a Genesis game <laughs> there um but shout out also to the We Dude for the 8-bit stereo music that you hear in the background and at the intro of the show. Uh, he does, he stereoizes, if that's the right word, all these old NES games. Because if you'll recall, they were in mono uh, back in the day. So he Like, makes like my cat as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then and Fox Dude for Awesome Logo. Yeah. Can I, and I guess shout I, out? Oh, God. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Arcade USA, my good buddy uh, William Culver. He's got an awesome YouTube channel. Uh, I'm occasionally on there. Sometimes I'll do video game reviews of like homebrew games. Um, so check out Arcade USA on YouTube. Yeah, Willie, he's been around for a long time too. He's, he's always putting yeah. great stuff. Solid dude. Yeah. And just to round it out, round out, bring this all together. I'll tell you a story friend of mine's got a cicada tortoise it's about you know it's about the size of a um maybe a house cat now it's pretty big it's getting pretty big he lets it out in his backyard and, and run around he also has german shepherds the tortoise's favorite food or the fa- it's just it just loves it it can't can't get enough of it the dog poop Oh, I <laughs> just can't get just can't get enough of it. It's like every time he turns around, he's found the new pile. <laughs> Way to bring it all back there, Justin. Oh, Bringing it all in. I was expecting <laughs> pizza, but no. So basically, what we've done is we built this really nice episode, wrapped it up in this beautiful wrapping paper, and Justin has just lit it on fire and like set it on somebody's <laughs> step. Turns out it was full of poop, turtle poop, right? I mean, what turtle poop characters. after the po- turtle has eaten dog poop. That's, oh, that's quite a disney. Oh, jeez. So you I guys like to pick, a, pick out a pizza at the end, right? <laughs> now that everybody's hungry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'll pick our pizza. Okay. So uh, today, uh, I think we're going to change it up a little bit um, because it's past uh, midnight already, so it's technically the morning. So I'm going to go breakfast, and I'm going to say uh, corned beef hash pizza, because it's the best. Mm. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> Dude, you got to get the right corned beef hash. I'm telling okay. you. you got to get the good stuff. We will. I promise. Wait, I, we, we made you a deal, but I don't think you've taken it yet. Listen to the episode. Okay. I I'll, I'll, I haven't caught up yet, so I'll do that. Okay. I don't remember what it was. So. <laughs> 
All right, until next time. Bye. Good thing I was wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's always dangerous if you're on Skype and you stand up. But he played with me, so we just but we never made it very far. Neighbor kid and I made it a lot further. I hear it. Guilty. Yeah, we caught you, Josh. <laughs> There's some more editing. <laughs> so is I that to... giving you trouble again? No, I don't know what you said, but no. definitely not. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but no. <laughs> I asked if Chrome Dome was giving you trouble again. Oh, yeah. He's always giving us trouble. Okay. That Google Chrome Dome. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs>